How is everyone doing? Hot Rod Rodney Dyer here with Heel Radio Podcast. And I just wanted to know, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Uh, When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my shows into all these apps where people like to listen? How do I make money from my own podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is simply Anchor. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise your podcast. This means you can get paid for your podcast right away. I love Anchor. Um, it helps me do everything I need to do with my podcast. So, if you're always wanting to start a podcast, uh, start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Um, join me um, in this diverse community of podcasts ready to use. Um, that is anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. And don't forget to go over to Hill Radio and check out my podcast. Have a great day. your host hot rod rodney alongside with skydog clayton haynes what's up skydog how you doing this this evening what's up hot rod doing good my friend doing awesome doing awesome and uh how'd you i mean i appreciate that new intro it was amazing um (laughs) and and it's going to be added to this episode and that that's really awesome that you're able to come up with that um i really appreciate it also um skydog created the new logo so um you follow if you follow us on twitter on here um youtube all that kind of stuff you're gonna see the new logo really appreciate that skydog really appreciate that absolutely man. a lot of a lot of love for this channel and it's got a lot of cool things ahead ahead of us and uh yeah anything i can do to help out man i love writing music anyway so <laughs> yeah i really appreciate that but um we're gonna do the raw review tonight did you were we able to finish up raw there Absolutely, got it all. Got it all finished. What'd you think? So, like, what'd you think of it after the raw after fast lane? Hmm. <laughs> it was it was okay. There were some weird spots, but I liked it. Um, it, was a, it was a mixed bag of a uh, mixed little, bag, little, lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it's a three hour show. <laughs> three hour show of a lot of filler. <laughs> a lot but, of filler. but um. Let's get into it here. So, um, as everyone knows, Fastlane was last night. Um, and if you didn't check out that video, uh, that that podcast, go listen to it. We just get a re- we just did a quick review on it. But um, we kick off Raw with the Shield, um, you know, making their entrance. Which I texted you, and I was like, "Huh, one one last time, huh?" Like, kind of like you know, they came out again together. But um, you know, basically, this segment was just saying, you know, this is the, you know, the Shield's kind of over it, kind of thing. And we're gonna go our separate ways, um, because um, you know Roman Reigns announced he was gonna fight, you know, a singles match on Raw for the first time in like six months, and then they and then him and Dean just left the ring and let Seth talk about Brock Lesnar. So uh, basically, this was just saying the Shield's kind of over, you know. What do you think about it? Man, you cut off for a second. What was that now? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, so this segment was just down. Um, basically, it was just a segment to say, you know, the Shield's over. 
Um, you know, Roman announced he was going to do a singles, you know, he's going to go do a singles match on Raw for the first time in, in about six months. And then they just, him and Dean left Seth in the ring to talk about Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what do you think about, about, about the Shield just coming down just to announce they're pretty much over? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is the last we're going to hear of it. Um, or hear from the Shield, it might be a couple years down the road or or whatever. I just, you know what they say in wrestling, never say, especially in WWE, never say never, right? Yeah, um, definitely, because <laughs> I've seen stranger things happen. I mean, I I, ho- I definitely hope it's not the last of them. I hope it's not the last of Dean Ambrose. They kept saying that. Um, other than that, I thought it was a good segment, a very straightforward segment, no real craziness happening. And then, like you said, they left Seth Rollins in the ring, and that's part B to this intro. Um, I'm not a fan of them starting Raw with like all these promos and just in-ring talk. I like it better when they start with a match. Yeah, it tends to get me tied into the show more. Um, so and whenever I see him with the mic in the middle of the ring to start off or or something like that, I'm just like, oh man, you know, here we go. Here's it's gonna feel like three hours. You know, <laughs> um, right? And I, I did like the Paul Heyman, you know, interrupting him. It. That was pretty Paul cool. Paul Heyman is so amazing. Uh, dude, I love Paul Heyman. He's the goat of managing and writing and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, it was just the typical. I'm gonna beat this person at WrestleMania promo with Seth Rollins. Um, that he can't handle me. You know, he had trouble fighting. He had trouble fighting uh, Daniel Bryan from Balor. Um, and AJ Styles, uh, so he's gonna have trouble fighting me. And then you know, uh, Paul Heyman with the, you know, the Brock Lesnar can beat anybody. He's in the story at WrestleMania. I actually like how he panned to the crowd a little bit, and he was like, "You don't boo my, uh, you don't boo Paul Heyman when he has the mic, <laughs> kind of stuff." So I was like, "I love Paul Heyman. I love his mic work. He's, you know, he's awesome. He, you know, some some of the best stuff that's happened on Raw, he's wrote so hundred percent like." Paul Heyman is just one of those guys that when he has the mic, for some reason, you know he's going to say something that's golden. You know, and he started, yeah. like, uh, Seth Rollins is like, like you say, comparing his style to um, Finn Balor's style, which at first I was like, he was like, um, and you almost got beat by Finn Balor. And I was like, okay, are you trying to bury Finn Balor or something? <laughs> <laughs> that's my first reaction. Right, we'll get to that later. <laughs> oh my god how true um, but, but yeah and then all of a sudden all of a sudden guess who comes out dude this was cool this led into our first match I actually first i was Bro- i actually first i was brock lesnar i don't know if you did or not yeah i did um i thought i was like oh snap we get a surprise brock lesnar that'd be i was like that's gonna be a good rating that'd be awesome and then boom, it, yeah but then we but got this brock lesnar jr yeah, we got one of Brock Lesnar's best friends. Shelton Benjamin attacked uh, Seth Rollins from behind with a German suplex. Suplex, and he just kept he just kept German suplexing him, and then it led into our first uh, match of the night: Seth Rollins versus Shelton Benjamin. Now, this match was golden just because Paul Heyman was on commentary. It was so um, good, dude. Like the interview style, he just kept saying, "Next question, please." I like if you ever watch him on YouTube a lot because he does a lot. He has his own YouTube channel. And he does like. Interviews and stuff. He does the same stuff on there too. Like if he's like, "That's a stupid question," he's in, kind of thing. He's in character, very much in the character. All he's in character all the time. But I, th- I did think it was funny when Michael Cole was like, you know, he's a long time good friend of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Was like, I don't know about good friend, but he did help Brock Lesnar train, like trying to keep Brock Lesnar like his character of where he has no friends. You know, dude, he puts Brock um, Lesnar over so good, and. Um, I also love how he hinted at Brock Lesnar's going to beat up Michael Cole next week, and I hope that happens. <laughs> Why? That would be so dude, that'd be that'd be so awesome. That'd be a raw moment. And then he played to the heel of Corey Graves. Corey Graves asked him a question. He's like, "I thank you for that question. That was a nice question, you know." You illustrated that correct, sir. Yeah, <laughs> he hates Michael Cole. It's so it's like he's awesome. But this match was pretty in back and pretty good back and forth. Um, actually, man, it's funny because 
it's like it took Seth Rollins to the limit. And I'm, I'm over here thinking, like, if he does that, like Brock Lesnar, you know, like if he if Shelton Bridgman can take him to the limit, what's Brock Lesnar gonna do? You know. So they played that. They played that will well. Um, obviously Seth Rollins gets the win here because it, you know reason for Shelton Benjamin to win. Um, but he gets him with the stomp and one, two, three. I actually like this match a lot. I loved it. I gave it like one of the best matches on the card tonight. I, I gave it a B. The segment, not so much. Uh, well, the Shield segment, not so much. I didn't think the Shield had to come out together. That was like a really no reason for that. I mean, they were supporting um, their new so, merch. You know, they had the, yeah. the new merch out. And I was like, dude, how are they going to end the Shield and come out with new merch? Like, well, they, I didn't think they had to come out. They only were in the ring together for like three minutes. Yeah, it was a very short um, segment. Um, now, I like the Paul Heyman, Seth Rollins segment in the video package with Brock Lesnar. Um, that was pretty good. I gave that a, also a B. The Shield segment, like a C, because like it was no no reason for it. But um, that was a good match to start off the card. Then we have what we were talking about earlier, uh, <laughs> uh, the Intercontinental Championship match, Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. What do you, what do you got for me on this one? Yeah, it starts off Bobby Lashley. You know, Finn Balor comes out, looks great. He's smiling. Him and Seth Rollins have kind of a little meeting on the ramp. Where he just kind of smiled and shake hands or whatever, um, and then we uh, Finn Balor gets in the ring, and for some reason I'm just like the crowd's not really as into it. Um, like normally when he does the arm stretch thing during his theme song, that spot, everybody in the crowd yeah. doing it. If you go back and look at the tape, not everybody's doing it, and I don't know what that is, but it was just there in Pittsburgh. I know that's kind of a you know, PA's kind of a wrestling um, territory, you know smart fans and stuff. I figured he'd be more over. Um, but then he gets yeah. into the ring, and then Bobby Lashley spaces up on the Titan Tron. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> like a disembodied head. <laughs> so, overall, I thought the – and we can talk about the finish in a minute. I thought the finish was good. I thought it was creative. Um, it's kind of cool to see the back and forth between Lashley and uh, Finn Balor. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of um, either one of them, to be honest. I do like them. I do like them. I'm not saying that. I, actually, I love I actually love them. I'm just not – I'm not invested in that storyline for some reason. Um, I just yeah. don't think that they have good in-ring chemistry. I don't think Bobby Lashley has good in-ring chemistry with anybody uh, in this run since, since he's been back, um, except for Sami Zayn. I thought the chemistry had Sami Zayn was pretty good for some reason. Um. Maybe it's just Sami Zayn can just sell the crap out of everything. Um, and I think Balor can sell too, but Sami Zayn is just a crazy seller. But yeah, yeah, it was a good match. I mean, we can talk about the finish more if you want, but um, you, you can. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, so the finish of the match is stinking. He's about to go for the coup de gras. Right. And. Wheel Rush is acting as a timekeeper and rings the bell uh, a couple times, distracts, distracts uh, Finn. Then he gets on the apron, he, he kicks him, and then he uh, goes for a springboard and gets speared. <laughs> um, and one, two, three, Bobby Lashley is your new Have champion. Have you ever seen that finish um, with, with the timekeeper false bell? Yeah. I've never seen that. Brian Pillman did it against Stone Cold. Brian Pillman again did it against Stone Cold versus The Undertaker. Really? Had it in your house. Yeah, go look it up. It's really, uh, uh, yeah, he did it. I would definitely um, watch it. That's I forget. I for, that's a cool finish. On, I'm, a, I'm a good girl. That's got to be like a 1997, 96 match. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look at it real quick. Yeah, he he did it. Um, let's see, Stone Cold versus Undertaker in your house. Uh yeah, in your house, fifteen nineteen ninety seven. Is that the one where Undertaker wins yeah, the belt? Yeah, he like. Yeah, because yeah, he, that's uh, right. No. And Brian Pillman like acts like he's in the crowd and or he's like a timekeeper and he rings the bell. Wait, did did Undertaker win the belt that time? I don't think he did. I think Stone Cold still won. Okay. Because I I thought that um, Undertaker won the belt off of Stone Cold and won in your house, but maybe that's a different one. Anyway, cool finish. It's been how long since we've seen it? I mean, um, yeah, creative. I like when they mix things up. 
I feel like that was a Bruce Pritchard thing. Um, yeah, I liked it, but I mean, so what's the point of Ballerina and Dallas in the first place? You know what I mean? I don't know. I, think I mean, do he, more with him. he he beat it's a let's take a let's take a let's take a highlight back of course his title run. So he beat Leo Rush to win the title. So he never even beat Bobby never Lashley. Beat Lashley, right? So we're building um, a story here. He ate a beat down last week. Right. Okay. Then he was dominated throughout this whole the majority of the match this week before losing the belt. Right. I just feel like it was a lackluster brain. Um like it was just a a story be- basically it was just a story between Leo Rush and Lashley because they were trying to say, you know, Leo Rush is the reason he lost all that, blah blah blah. It was kind of hurting their, their uh, uh, friendship. I mean, and then tonight, the first thing they said was like, "It looks like Leo Rush has got back in the good graces of yeah, Bobby Lashley." Which he didn't at come out with at first, I thought, yeah, at first I thought they, you know, they gave the about the Balor because he's been the workhorse over the last year, you know, fighting Brock Lesnar, doing all kinds of cra- crazy stuff. Oh, uh, but worst of all. What's up? Reckless prediction. It's not over. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, but worst of all, I mean, I don't, it just accomplished nothing right here, like for them to win the, for him. So right now we're right back where we were two months ago. Correct. I agree. But I mean, if, if um, you look at it, this title reign has always had an asterisk next to it anyway, because he never beat Bobby Lashley for it. I think right. go to the big show. You think he wins it? You think he? Yeah. And he wins yeah, at Mania. I too. Yeah. I think so. That's a bigger moment. I mean, I, I just hurt how they're almost to me like they're diminishing the uh, the going to come. I agree with that. I do agree with that. They're watering down so, the title, right? That, that, you know, somewhere in somewhere in the universe, the Miz is having an aneurysm. Chris Jericho is having an aneurysm. The Miz. <laughs> There's been some great intercontinental. <laughs> I mean, think about. Dude, think about the freaking Shawn Michaels Razor Moon. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's been some blood, sweat, and tears over that title. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. It's actually my favorite title. Yes. But I, I, when I when I when I go buy when I go buy a real title, it's going to be the first one I buy. But um, not the not the stupid like like 1999 to like 2000 like 13 one. The the one they have now. <laughs> I think my favorite title, probably, and then it's the big gold. Yeah, the big gold, big gold belt from WCW. Um, and then probably the IC title, and then probably the uh, the gold eagle. WWF gold Championship Oh yeah, title. no, no. I I, I know which one you're talking. About. I like the one after that. I like the one Stone Cold mean? had. Not the smoke. Not smoke. the, and not the one. The first one he won, right? Like the the one after it's that. It's like a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that like Kurt Angle had in the Attitude Era. I think so. Yeah, I like that one too. But um, so moving on, um, <laughs> we have one of the weirdest segments on Raw. The Ronda Rousey addresses her actions at Fastlane. <laughs> Did she t- okay? I didn't know if I caught this. Did she? Did she call the the fans a bunch of b words? She did. She hundred percent did. Okay. Dang. Uh, shoot promo. <laughs> um, maybe. I hate Ronda Lesnar. Okay, so at least she's on. I thought you were gonna. I thought she was gonna be over with you after tonight because of what happened with um, forgettable diva number two. Dana Brooke. Oh, there you go, Dana Brooke. She looks like uh, Dana Brooke. Kind of looks like like Natalia a little bit, like, like Natalia too. Um, I used to get her confused with Lana all the time, and then I got her confused with Mandy Rose. Oh. Or Rose. Yeah, you got you get you got Mandy Rose confused with the other one. Sorry, I don't know if you got her name now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I like that group too, but. Oh, um, anyway. So yeah, so I didn't understand why Dan, why Dana Brooke. I think yeah. So break it up into two pieces. So you got the promo, okay. then you got what happens after the promo. So what do you think about the promo? Yeah. I mean, it was a heel promo. You know, it, it's it's turning into where it's turning back to where it's not PG. Like you said, they start changing their stuff to TV fourteen now, and it's going to start going. I bet you when they go to Fox, it's going it's to be TVMA. No, um, dude, I'm telling you that the the 
the WrestleMania match between Triple H and Batista is going to have blood in it. Watch. I bet it does, too. Um, we'll get to that later, but um, yeah, it's going to be a sweet match. But um, I love the promo. I mean, I still don't like Ronda Rousey, but I love the promo. Um, it's a great heel promo on the fans. Um, you know, she said she doesn't give a crap about them. Um, I think she called them a bunch of bandwagon bees. For me, it was, um, uh, to me, it was not a good heel promo. It was a bunch of cheap heat. Um, it was cheap heat. Um, whenever you attack the fans like that, it's just kind of and, and Elias can get away with it. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, it was cheap heat that the turn that I mean, she was getting booze though, but it was just like she was getting booze. But well, yeah, yeah. I there's mean, a couple of things she did that I love. Probably in this in 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 section B, um, I loved a lot more. The promo still needs work with Ron around. It's not there for me. Well, she can't talk on the mic, so. No, can't. Um, but then we have Dana Brooke interrupting her, which was weird at first. She got um, she, she, one cheered. <laughs> what? She was like, I fight night in and night out. Okay, so when's the last time we saw you on TV? Okay. Um, That's, well, she said that. She said, I'm not on TV. She probably wrestles at a lot of, like, house live events and, like, superstars and stuff. Oh, I'm sure she does. Um, but why, why did the fans not recognize her then? What are you talking about? No one cheered for her when she was saying all that. Oh, yeah, they should have used somebody else here. I mean, like, absolutely. 100%. Um, they should have used a different, like, they should have used, like, um, Ruby Riot. Even though Ruby Riot's a heel, they could have turned her so, face here. That's my question. Why do we have so many heel women on Raw? Can you name me a baby, me a baby face? I mean, we got Shasha Banks and Bailey. That's pretty much it. Natalia now. I, I think go from show to show. Yeah, but you're right, they're on both shows. I guess they count, but there's really a lack of baby face girls right now. And dude, I'm telling you, and you can you can go back and watch it a little bit. I'm I'm telling you, I think they're turning Alexa Bliss face. And that could be true. She's getting cheered like crazy. That, that, that definitely like, could be true. I would love that. But she's kind of got that reverse Miz effect. If you go back. At, well, if you go if you go watch some of her stuff, she's not doing heel stuff really anymore. Like the thing with Finn Balor. I'm in on that. I'm all in on that. He's, um, but we'll get to her segment later. Um, but yeah, I mean, so she kicked. Her, she went on saying, I'm, "I'm, you know, I want to shot your title because you usually do open challenge after after a pay per view." And then she kicked her in the stomach and started beating the crap out of her. Uh, Ron Rousey to Dana Brooke. The crowd. And to the rest, they were like, "This is Sparta." Yeah. Yeah, that was um, – so the match really never got started because um, – and she didn't even put the on bar on because she was like, it's not worth it, you know? Oh, no, that's what I love. Um, that was a heel moment. You had to pay $60 to see this arm bar. <laughs> I pay $60 to what an arm, real arm bar looks like. Bro, uh, I popped out of my seat when she said that. What do you rate this segment, man? I, I'm still – I don't know. That – that part, so again, it's A and B. A being the promo, B being the in-ring work. In-ring work and just kind of the banter was great. I even thought, um, what's her name? What's the name, his name that came out? Dana Brooke. <laughs> I thought Dana Brooke did a great job, even. I mean, I, yeah, she wasn't over. She's not over yet. Let her do that three or four more times. And not like, look, she was believable. She could speak well. She spoke better than Ronda Rousey did. I'll be honest. She was she nervous? Yeah, I could see her little hand shaking, only because she hadn't been on TV very much. But at least she memorized her promo better, you know. <laughs> um, so that's something to be said. She looked like an actual freaking wrestler out there. Um, and she had some heat behind her. She had some fire. She she sounded great. Um, and then and then when Ronda Rousey was just like I took her jacket off and kicked her in the stomach, buddy. I was I was going. I mean, I was invested. So, I like that a, a way ton better than the first segment. Yeah, you talking about the, the first segment had like the shield and stuff? No, no, no. So segment A, Ronda Rousey. Hey, okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to uh, uh, you know another tag team match: Alistair Black and Ricochet again versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. We have, I mean, they've wrestled on every Raw since they debuted. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to wrestle tomorrow because they're on both shows, I think. 
But um, at Fastlane, you know, the Revival successfully attained their tag team titles. So um, this is the other two teams that were in that match. Um, I, I'm assuming they're 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 going to lead up to where it's just Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Revival at WrestleMania. I'm not sure what they're doing yet. But we had a couple near falls um, in this match. It was actually a pretty good match, in my opinion. Um, actually, like you said, I like Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. I just don't like them as a tag team. I want Bobby Roode to turn heel so bad. Um, obviously, they give Black and Ricochet the win here, like always. Um, hey, come on. Uh, what's his name? Alistair Black hits Bobby with the Black Mass and one, two, three. It looked all stiff. Uh, it, looked, it looked like it hurt. Yeah, yeah. I like his move, man. Um, it's actually my guy character's move on WWE 2K. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I give this match a B. It was pretty good. I like the thing after it though. Um, we have uh, they're walking up the ramp. You know, they got their win. They're about to leave, and, they, and they're like facing the ring. Looking at Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, and the revival attacks them from behind. Um, that was pretty good, um, you know, giving them some, you know, heel heat, attacking the new guys. Um, but then we have Ch- Bobby Roode and Chad Gable come up the ramp and they run off. So that kind of ended the segment a little bit. Um, but what do you think of it? What do you think? I know you've, we, we always, we've been talking about the revival pretty hard the last couple of weeks. I know it's one of your favorite teams. Yeah. So did you like what they did here? I did. I loved it. The match was, was, uh, was- Okay, it was okay. It was very, you know, I'm kind of getting tired of that format, but it was okay. Um, I would like to have seen like an Iron Man match or something. Um, I know on the house show circuit they've been doing tag team Iron Man matches, and I would like to have seen that here. Um, I know they have more time on the house shows, the live events, I guess is the right way to say it. But I would like to see some sort of stipulation match here. Why do we keep keep getting these clean wins? You know, why do we keep mixing it up, dirty up the water a little bit? Um, I don't mind clean finishes. I, I, not, I don't mind that. But when you have the same thing twice a week, it can get a little stale, especially with the new talent. You know, um, you don't always have to bury the the old talent. You know, let it let it be a, a schmoz finish sometimes. Um, but yeah, I like what the revival did, keeping themselves relevant, keeping themselves on TV. They look like top guys. Love them, man. Oh yeah, I love this. I love this match. One of one of the good matches. On, on, I mean, I I agree with you. We need some other stuff, just some regular clean wins. But you know, it is what it is. It's raw, and yeah, yeah. Well, it's not, so, so, in my brain, I think Bruce Pritchard didn't write this raw. But um, yeah, they need to change the name <laughs> from raw to cooked. And that's what I feel like after watching three hours of this. I'm moving on. <laughs> To the best segment on Raw. Oh my gosh! Uh, tonight we got the uh, WrestleMania 35 hosts announced on Moment of Bliss. Um, I love this segment. Um, man, it was the first time we got. So last night we got Elias. First time we had Elias. Well, I'll get it interrupted, right? Mm-hmm. It was the first time we had a Moment of Bliss that wasn't interrupted. Did. It's like it. it's like a new, it's like a new day in wrestling. Um, so, um. But she, uh, on the, the 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 host of WrestleMania was going to be on a moment list as a special guest, um, and we end up getting Alexa Bliss as the host of WrestleMania 35. So I'm assuming she's still injured. Um, I thought she was cleared to wrestle, but apparently not. Um, she wasn't even on the show last night, which is also kind of stupid. But I love. What's up, Bummer. Yeah, um, I love it here. Um, it was funny. I laughed. I, I like really laughed super hard when. She announced it, and that like there was a fan, I guess, right there next to her chanting, "You deserve it." And she's like, "Yeah, I know." Oh, like that. that, she's like my favorite heel. Like she's like the best thing on Raw, dude. And I'm not just saying that because uh, she's my favorite wrestler, but um, she's a great heel, man. Um, and I want I want to see what like what kind of what kind of segments come of it at WrestleMania. Um, hopefully, she's not like. Remember when the New Day did? They just came out and like they just they didn't have any really segments. Um, they had that first segment, and then they announced the Hardy Boys, and that was pretty much it. But you know, this is just short and sweet. Um, you know, segment. It will, you know, I give it a plus just because of Alexa Bliss was in it. But um, segment. Um, she's a great mic talker. But um, moving on to Elias. Um, and you texted me. You said LOL, Elias. Um, we did that all last night when you know during fasting. But you know, he he returned home to Pittsburgh. 
Um, and he was just talking about how, you know, Pittsburgh sucks and all that kind of stuff, you know, like a typical heel does. Um, but then he was um, interrupted again by No Way Jose. And I actually like this. I kind of feel like they he beat down uh, he beat down No Way Jose and the Congo line. Like I've never seen this much aggression from Elias. What do you think? I agree. And, and you know, you know, um, now No Way Jose has a Doink the Clown hair colorway. You know, that's kind <laughs> of... um, you know, he's definitely going to win matches now. I mean, he changed his hair pit. Oh yeah. I mean, he looks like he looks like a like a Dollar General brand Savio Vega, you know. <laughs> um, no, I mean I loved it, and we got to see the um, the drift away on the um, the the steel the steel part of the ramp, and I was like, holy cow! And it looked like it hurt both of them, but Elias no sold it. He got up looking like a, a pro. Uh, Freaking savage! He got up looking like Randy Savage. Um, Dude, he kind of does look like Randy Savage. Yeah, now that you say something about he does, it, does man. He looked, and when he did it, it looked, dude, what match did he do? Against Seth Rollins, yeah, against for the Money in the Bank. Good match, man. He should have won that match. He should have won it. He should have won it. Like, yeah, dude, that's you know, so stupid. In my book. For real, not Bobby Lashley that's, came in that's the front title talk, right? picture right there. Let him come out, put that title over. Let him never lose it. Um, I mean, I never ever lose it. And then, um, so I don't know if they're starting a feud with him and No Way Jose, but you know, this is totally going to end with No Way Jose winning next week over Elias, isn't it? Yeah, pretty fifty. <laughs> When's the last time No Way Jose got a win? I mean, tonight's been the first time he's been on TV in how long? Besides, if he beats Elias, I'm done. Thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, if he beats Elias, I'm going to feel like Elias did something wrong. Um, and then we have uh, Natalia versus Boring Jax. Um, you know, this is just a filler like we talked about. It did bring out Beth Phoenix, but they didn't really even wrestle. Um it was disqualification. Where is the um, most important part? Look at Lacey Evans. Oh, yeah. She came out. When did she come out? She came out right before that. I just remember that because Nia Jax met her on the... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, she finally, came out. That's they're going to do something. Nia Jax is about to finally be over with me. Oh, if she would have hit her or something, she would have been over. Oh, she would have been the best thing. My gosh. If she would have just hit her with a potato in the face. She had Dude, she's my girls. That would have been great, man. She's so over with me, bro. <laughs> like, um, Lacey, Lacey Evans. Did you see what is... she did to uh, Renee? She put the fan in her face. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, so, yeah. Uh, before the match started, uh, you know, what's her face to Tamina trying to interfere? Um, Beth Phoenix, you know, they all just, you know, it was a disqualification. It's just setting up for WrestleMania where it's a tag team match, like I told you last, got, I told you last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Nia Jax and Tamina try to get backstage, they were met by uh, Bailey and Sasha, and they were, you know, fighting in the uh, the gorilla position. So I guess I didn't see that. Cool. I was too too busy trying to fast forward past the Nia Jax. <laughs> it was very 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 forgettable. The only the good thing about this is Beth Phoenix. Um, hopefully they don't have a match and she wins. But um, next is probably one of the best things. Actually, not one of the best things. It was kind of weird for me. Triple H calls out Batista. Oh, that was awkward. so. I was going to say that just now. Like I don't understand. Like. Terrible. I was I was sitting here watching it. And I'm like, he keeps saying, "Give me what I want." Triple H just says no. But she's like, "Give me what I want." This is one of the worst things I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I'm like, month, what's going on? What is Triple H cuts a great promo to this week where you're like, "What happened?" I'm over here like, is Batista wanting a title shot? Because if you remember when he came back from uh when he was with Evolution, Triple H promised him a title shot, and then he quit because Triple H wouldn't give it to him. So I'm like, is he going to say, I want my title shot that I was promised a couple you know, years ago? 
it's just like, <laughs> what does he want? Like, because, I mean, I think Triple H does want to fight him. He called him out. He was out there in his leather yeah. jacket. Like, they, I mean, he obviously wants to fight. Batista, why are you teasing it? Um, <laughs> you think he don't want to fight you, bro? Like, I don't know. Just... My, my one of my favorite my one of my favorite things about this is when he calls those guys guardians of the independent scene. <laughs> yeah, there were some good lines. There were some good lines in there. What, you're just gonna stand up there and look like a nose ring model. Yeah, Triple H is hilarious, man. <laughs> I love Triple H. Yes. But um, you could tell they didn't write any of that promo though. There was like you could tell Batista's like, I got it, man. I can do my own promo. And then he's, uh, well, it's funny because he he's like. He's like, um, I'm not giving you what you want. You know, I'm not giving you a dang thing. I want to come beat you up. So Batista's like, it's my terms. I'll give me what I want. <laughs> he's like, I want to. I'll be gone. <laughs> he goes, he's like a little child here. He goes, all I wanted was actually at WrestleMania. That's all I wanted. <laughs> he says it just like that. That's like, like he's sad. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, he's like, I'm going to end your career at WrestleMania. Yeah, I feel like Triple H gets to win here anyway. Uh, but, oh, of course, he's got um, the golden sledgehammer. <laughs> buried. Buried-a-mania. Um, but there's going to be some blood in here, hopefully. It's like an Attitude Era match, hopefully. It was like almost the F segment, dude. I didn't know what was going on the whole time. I was, it was awkward. Yeah, they lost like, it derailed. It, it, if you didn't have Triple H and Batista standing there, and I just heard the dialogue, I would think a kid was arguing with his mom at Walmart for some candy. <laughs> I agree. That <laughs> oh, was great, dude. And then we have uh, that's another segment that turns into a match. We have Kurt Angle addresses his future um, with the WWE. Oh, yeah. um, I love Kurt, Kurt Angle's man all time favorite. Uh, shoot, he even though he looks like his neck's about to explode off his body. Um, he's still one of my favorites. Um, and he just announces here that at WrestleMania is his final match. I, actually, I wonder who it's going to be against because they didn't announce it. Oh, I know. But, I know who it's going to be. Oh, you know? You got the inside scoop. Inside. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, on Hill Radio. Who is it? Who is it again? It will be John Cena. Are you sure? 100%. I mean, think about this. Hey, John Cena. Think about this. Johnson. Okay, so who was John Cena's first opponent? Uh, I guess I think it's Kurt Angle. It was, but if you don't, if you if you don't count like OVW, well, we're not counting OVW. I mean, I like OVW. I'm not saying that, but um, it's probably like Batista or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that we could do a whole episode on OVW Batista. Um, <laughs> I really could. Um, but. Um, yeah, it's going to be John Cena. John Cena's um, first match in WWE, first televised match, was against Kurt Angle. Ruthless aggression. Kurt Angle's last match on WWE TV is going to be John Cena. That's how these things work, ladies that. and gentlemen. If I'm wrong, I'll buy you a Coke. A Coke. I hate John Cena. But John he announces... Uh, yeah. Now, John Cena comes out heel and beats up Kurt Angle with a chair. I'll be happy. It's not, that's not um, a thing. He's gonna come out. He's gonna, he's gonna come out speaking Chinese and do his crazy. Dude, I hope he comes out like Kurt Angle. Let's say Kurt Angle does like a thing on WrestleMania where he's like, "Who's gonna be my opponent? I want someone to come out from the back, right?" John Cena comes out. He's like, "I'm gonna be your opponent," and Kurt Angle's like, "Why should you be you? Why should it be you?" Ruthless aggression and hits him again. Uh, That'd be awesome. He's gonna come <laughs> out speaking Chinese and do his Bruce Lee Bruce Lee punch for his finisher. Have I ever said that I hate John Cena? Uh, um, but then he says who he's gonna wrestle somebody um, on Raw, and it turns out to be Apollo Cruz. Great match. Um, this is a this is a great match, man. Um, obviously they're giving credit all the win. This is like his first one on Raw since he's been back, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. He beats him with the angle slam, which no one's lost to in about 27 years. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But it was a good match. Uh, I love it. I love Cardano. Oh, so. match. Um, 
then we have the I think uh, was it was there another segment? No, there wasn't. So there was um next match would be the main event of the night, which would be Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in his suit attire. Um so um we have Roman Reigns entrance. Um Roman is in the ring and then before Baron Corbin came out, we have Drew McIntyre attack on Roman Reigns. Uh, Actually, I love this. I loved it. I was invested. Dude, he like Dude, whipped him. I had to like, because I DVR raw. I had to rewind it when he hit him with the Claymore kick and then he lined him up to hit him, hit his head against the pole. It shows Roman Reigns turn over and he's got water squirting out of his eyeball. Like <laughs> his eyeball got popped or something, dude. That, like yeah, he's I was worrying out like a water gun. Like, just go back and watch <laughs> it and, and slow mo it, dude. I swear it made yeah. me cringe. And then right after that, one of the old man and you know it's a real trainer because he's old. Why else would he be there? An old man trainer <laughs> comes out from the back and he's trying to like, you know, see if there's a concussion or yeah, displaced cornea. Or yeah. Something. Now I really like this. Um, uh, Drew McIntyre is obviously both one of our favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, his heel work is great. Um, he's a dominant, he's a psychopath. I hope, I man. hope, hope, hope it, I hope it's him versus Roman at WrestleMania oh, versus bro. Baron. That would be um, so for man. Dude, that'd be an amazing match. Like the winner's the number one contender or whatever. Um, but like you said, it, it seemed kind of real because even Seth Rollins came out. It was kind of weird. Um, and said, like you're right. They, they, it looked, they went back to that back. Roman's like, you know, I'm okay. Um, even Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose comes up and was like, "Oh snap, what's going on?" And they they go to the training room, and then Dean Ambrose is going psychopathic like he always does. Uh, and then um, he's going, he's looking for Drew, and he's, he runs into Triple H, and he's like, "I want to fight Drew McIntyre in a disqualification falls kind of match." And that's our main event of the night, which was pretty cool. It's good. And we'll get that to we'll get to the second. But like I was saying, I hope this is Re- uh, Roman Reigns' match. I hope they have, fight each other at WrestleMania. That'd be, amazing, that'd be a good match. That'd be a huge draw for me, man. Oh yeah, it'd be a definite draw. Definitely, um, it would be the best matches, definitely. But our main event, man, this match was crazy. Um, yeah, it was. Dean Ambrose versus Drew McIntyre in a no holds bar falls count anywhere. Um, man, this started up on the stage. Um, Dean Ambrose came out. Drew McIntyre came out and was like, do you want to take your beating like a man or do you want to whimper like your brother Roman Reigns? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so this is, it just went everywhere, man. It was just like, an, it was like one of those old no holes bar matches, you know what I mean? I was coming with concessions. They went into concessions, um, the commentary, and LED boards. I mean, man, when he stabbed him in the face with, the, the face with a pencil. Yeah. I was like, "Holy crap!" Um, but um, yeah, and then he stuck him between the like the the stairs, the little holder there that you put your hand on. Steel rail. He stuck him. Yeah, the steel rail. He claymored him. He put him into that, and then claymored him off of it. It broke the thing, dude. You gotta give and it up was, for a freaking Dean Ambrose. He really did a good job tonight. Um. Oh yeah, dude. And you know, I put that poll on Twitter, and I, a lot of people don't think he's leaving. You know. Um, and I don't think he's leaving either. So I think this, they're just ribbing us at this point. Um, I think he's going to resign. Man, so. he got the main event raw tonight. That was a huge spot. That was a great yeah. match, too. Um, obviously, it's it's more beneficial for Drew McIntyre to get this win here. Yep. Um, and he he did. Um, but what happened after, like, Dean Rose is, like, getting up and, like, calling, like, saying stuff to him. He claimed more of him again as it's going off the air. That was pretty cool too. Was I don't know if that was supposed finish, to finish, man. I don't know if that was that was, they were just improvising there or if that's what's supposed to happen because it was like going off real quick. Dean Ambrose, just I mean, this is the Dean Ambrose I like. This one, this this exact one, where he's not he's not like a heel. He's not really like a face. Really, he's in that gray area. He's one of the characters who can really pull it out, and he looks insane, dude. And yeah. I'm not talking about the slappy, stupid little punches he does, because I hate all that. But when he's putting himself, yeah. to me, I feel like to compare him to Stone Cold, I don't see it. I see him more like a mankind. I see him more like a McFoley character, not the goofy thing. 
I'm talking about like the Cactus Jack, don't care about his body, willing to put on a great show, willing to brawl. That's what I like about him. Um, if, if he can, if they could book him that way all the time, not not the losing part, but putting him against a really strong opponent and let him get pummeled and let him and let him, just, you know, massacre people. I would just be so he'd be probably my favorite wrestler to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of my favorites. I like I like all the show members in general. Um, great group. But that was raw. I mean, I gave it a as a solid uh, three stars. I mean, um, it was just a some of the stuff was weird, but it was a pretty good show after Fastlane. I mean, they had they had a Fastlane was pretty good, so they had a lot to work with. They had a lot to compare to. Um, just hopefully tomorrow night SmackDown's a little bit better. We have the Shane McMahon um, explanation. Vince McMahon addresses Kofi Kingston in the WWE title, so that's going to be good. Um, we're going to see yeah, that. SmackDown should be actually pretty good tomorrow. Um, but I mean, Raw was you know okay. It still you know it still didn't you know compared to the one Raw when Roman Reigns returned. But it's going to be a hard to. Um, now next week on Raw we have a you know we're pretty good. We should have Brock Lesnar is going to be there, so that should be a pretty good episode of Raw. Um, I mean, what do you think? Oh, talking about SmackDown tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Then next week's on Raw. It should be pretty good because Brock Lesnar is going to be there. Oh, oh, absolutely, man. Um, it's going to be one of those Raws that we're not going to soon forget just because Brock Lesnar is an attraction. He's somebody that we like to see get in the ring. Somebody we pay for. Yeah. Hey, you there? We cut out. But, uh, Hill Red, we got a few more minutes left. So, you got a segment for us there, Skydog? Yeah, actually, do, man. So, it's time for this day in wrestling history. Ooh, I'm always excited about this. Excited about this. So not a whole lot, not a whole lot, but the things that did happen are big, in my opinion. So starting in 1964, Antonio in Honolulu, Hawaii. Ooh, don't know who that is, but that's awesome. If you don't know who Antonio Inoki is, I urge you to go just type in Inoki, I-N-O-K-I. In fact, he's one of Hulk Hogan's best friends. He was a political leader in um, in Japan, where he's from. Very smart individual. There's statues over there of Antonio Inoki. Um, he's somebody that helped train a lot of talent. For instance, he helped train first Tiger Mask. Um, a lot of Japanese talent. A lot of people in New Japan, All Japan, Pro. Um, he had some matches big with Big Van Vader, of course, um, and also. The recently passed away, um, oh, what does his name escape me? Big, big bald dude. Oh, King Kong Bundy? King Kong Bundy, yeah, that's a match as a King Kong Bundy. Um, so yeah, he, he also had a very famous match, which is one of the funniest wrestling matches in history. Um, and it's where this guy, big fat guy, some no name underneath piece of crap. Is fighting Antonio Inoki, and uh, he starts no selling for Inoki, um, and he's very out of shape. And, and Inoki looks like a Japanese movie star. He's got the strong, broad chin like Johnny Bravo. Um, <laughs> he's got wide shoulders, like he looks like the Japanese Hulk Hogan. I'm not even. I'm dead serious. Like he's so great to watch. Um, but the guy starts no selling. <laughs> Inoki, Inoki's bad. Noki's getting mad, and then the guy starts to actually try to put in some hard offense on Inoki. And Inoki, like, starts shooting on him. And he, like, he basically makes him, like, squirm. And, like, it's so funny. Like, he starts really <laughs> fighting on, like, a real fight. Uh, but, Dang, he, yeah, he's still, he debuts in 1964. So, cool. The next kind of topic today, this day in history, 
Uh, wrestling history. In 1996, we get a continuation of the Monday Night Wars. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, at this point, WCW is really tromping WWF. Uh, Nitro versus WWF at this time. Um, yeah. Night Nitro draws at 3.2. And um, all, WWF. All over the, yeah, over the, okay. Yeah. The World Wrestling Federation of Wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, WWF draws at 2.8. So it's starting to see a little uh, shift. WWF is actually up a couple points in the previous week, but WCW is still. Still beat. How many? How many weeks did they beat them? Yeah, um, eighty-three weeks, which is actually the name of a very cool podcast with Eric Bischoff, where he talks about the eighty-three weeks that WCW led WWF, um, and what what was going on behind the scenes. If you haven't listened to it, I definitely encourage you to listen to eighty-three weeks. Fun fact: uh, Last time WCW beat WWF in the ratings, uh, the main event for Nitro was Booker T versus Lance Storm for the World Heavyweight Title. Mm. Ooh. So, but no, that's actually, man, we should do a series on the whole Monday Night Wars and what led to the downfall of WCW. Dude, I can um, talk about that for all day. I'm saying we could have a good little mini series out of it. Um, because that um, that's, man, that's a lot of, you know, the finger poke of doom and stuff. Oh, boy. Oh boy. But uh, I, I was just last night, um, I posted on Twitter, I was just watching uh, Halloween Havoc, I think 1998. And like that's when Sting, when Sting's the champion, like Hulk Hogan comes out and lays down for him. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? Classic, classic. And finally, but, um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was tragedy. Um, actually, 1993, Dino Bravo was murdered. Um, on this day in history, Dino Bravo was um kind of a mid card kind of talent for NWA Jim Jim Crock Promotions. Um, he had a couple of uh, a couple of pretty memorable feuds. Um, somebody who's way older than me can can probably remember him. I just know from researching this and actually watching watching uh, a tag team championship match he had against Arn Anderson and Ole Anderson, where he took the tag belts off of those two. Um, yeah. But yeah, rest in peace. Shot to death. A very sad situation when a wrestler dies. I don't care if you like them or you don't like them. You know, they try to entertain us. So, a very sad situation. Dino Bravo passed away. So, that's all the news uh, that is worth mentioning. Of course, there's a bunch of million things that's happened. Like, okay, for instance, here's another one. Here's another one. Ken Shamrock, on this day in history, is fined $2,500,000 for failing – or $2,500,000 for failing – by the California State Athletic Commission for failing a, uh, a drug test. <laughs> so that's just an example of some of the stuff I don't mention because it's so minor. Um, but yeah, that yeah. stuff happens this day in history. If you want to check us out at Hill Radio 1 on Twitter, um, where you can get little random fun facts like this all through your week and make you happy and make you a smarter mark. <laughs> no, but um, man, um, that was that stuff's pretty interesting. I'm so like that's a cool little segment that um you know you do. I appreciate it. Um, is there anything else you want to go over? We still got a few minutes. Um, Man, you want to? Um, not exactly. There's a lot of cool ideas out there. There's some people who who um I think want to start getting on the show out there. Like yeah. a couple fans. I know Mr. Wolf, um, whose official name on Twitter now is Mr. Wolf eighty eight. Um, <laughs> and people out there look for like we're getting ready to we're we're, we're getting some shirt designs, right. um, but but check out man the new logo we got. If you didn't notice, it looks like the NWO, you know, <laughs> the original heel. I mean, before that, you only had you didn't really have heels and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, what are you talking about? I'm just kidding. Calm down. Oh my god, you're trying to trigger me right now. <laughs> No, but I mean they like no, the NWO spark. They really they did a lot up. for the yeah they they made cool heels, you know. Yeah, um, they made it okay to like. like well, yeah, like yeah, it, basically it was all, like not not that they were the first heels, but it was almost like the first major face to turn heel kind of thing. Because who turned heel before that? Hulk Hogan was like the major face 
to turn heel before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, there, yeah. there's a lot of examples out there. I mean, that's probably the most popular example. One of the one of my favorite examples is when Ole Anderson turns um, turns heel on Dusty Rhodes in uh, yeah. Starcade, where he uh, or not Starcade, it was um, maybe it's Great American Bash, but he turns he turns heel on him in the cage. Um, that was a cool moment, but yeah, I mean that's probably the most famous example where Hulk Hogan comes out, drops the leg, you know. On Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Fun fact: Who was the first person? That, who was the, the original person that was supposed to be that instead of Hulk Hogan? Instead of Hulk Hogan, they considered Sting. Yeah, that'd have been cool. Too. They also considered. Uh, <laughs> they also the, came, the Great Muda. They also considered Mabel. Mabel, that's who it was. I said the Great Muda. Yeah, it was Mabel. King Mabel. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. But yeah, we got some new stuff. Like I said, we have the new the new logo. We got some, um, you know. We're always on Twitter. Um, you can follow me at personally Rodney Dyer twenty four, yeah. and um, you can follow Clayton at Sky Dog, and then obviously our Heel Radio one. Um, but you know, just give us a listen. You know, um, share it. I mean, if you you know if you can't afford to support us, you know, we have the support button. You can do it for ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. If you can't afford that. They, you can't. I know you can't afford to share it or like it or listen to it. Um, I actually just listened to the Slop Drop their last episode, and I appreciate that they actually shouted us out on there. Um, so we appreciate them, um, our friends over there. Um, really appreciate the shout out; it means a lot to us. Um, they're doing some great things over there. So if you could drop by their podcast, and give them a listen as well. Absolutely, great Arkansas um, guys, man. Um, yeah, they're, they're funny too. Um, they got some great content. Um, but you can find us on, you know, Anchor. And if you don't have Anchor, we have, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, Spotify, any major, any major, uh, uh, podcast app you can think of, we're on it. Um, and I just actually applied today to be on some more. So we should be getting that pretty soon. You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, like us on Facebook, Instagram. I post stuff on Instagram, like, just like memes and stuff, wrestling memes, but um, you know, just just help us out. You know, we're we're trying to we're we're trying to grow, so expect some big things coming pretty soon. And support we're, we're, us, guys. Like, Don't be like Mrs. Dad. You know, be there for us, dude. <laughs> Mrs. Dad. <laughs> no, but seriously, we appreciate every like, every week retweet, every listen, guys. And guess what? We see it. We see the people who do it, um, and we will shout you um, out if you continue to do it. I promise, we will shout you out because. We appreciate every single fan, every person that t- takes time to listen just to five minutes of what we're doing. That's why we do it. Yeah, and ask us questions on Twitter. We'll answer them. You know, send us stuff on Twitter, pictures. You know, if you want us to talk about a specific topic, you don't have to be Raw or SmackDown or NXT or whatever. Yeah. You just say, hey, can you talk about this on your next episode? We'll research it and talk about it. Um, and we have this, like, we have this idea for WrestleMania to, to live stream our reactions and stuff. Um, so I know that'll be a big, that's big, so uh, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be pretty much, that's going to be like one of the best episodes we have. So if you're not with us by then, you better get on the ball because that's going to be a cool episode. You don't want to miss that. Um, we got four weeks until WrestleMania. So, um, but expect big things out of this, uh, of this podcast guys. And like I said, me and Clayton really appreciate everything you guys do. But, uh, other than that, I don't got anything else. Do you got anything else? That's it. That's it, Hot Rod. Thank you so much, man. It's awesome. No problem. We will catch you guys tomorrow night for the SmackDown review. Until then, you guys have a great day. We are out. Later.